0: Come on now. Let's believe this. There's only one God. And he's the only one who can do things that no one else can do. I don't know about you, but in my life, I've seen things happen that have to be supernatural. Because there was no way, no how, nobody who was going to be able to help me out of my situation. And God intervened. There's nobody. Like our God, there is no one who compares to him. He is holy. He is wonderful. He's awesome. Any word that you can think of at the highest frame, that's our God. He's the only one who can. He's the only one who can help us. He's the only one, if you're in a mess, who can really make a way where there seems to be no way. I can testify to this over and over in my many, many years of living. How about you? Yeah, okay. There's a few people who can say amen. Amen. <laughs> okay. If you're a first time visitor here today, you need to pick up a get- gift bag because we have one for you at the doors. So if you didn't get one, please pick one up. And we are very blessed that you're here today, and we pray that you get blessed. With the wonderful love of Jesus today, and uh, Tristan, thank you for that Sunday Bible He's class. Behind
1: you. He's behind you.
0: <laughs> and we're going to get a special treat during the offertory that lines up with the lesson of.
2: Who were Stephen? Who were those people that we were talking about? <laughs> that, that, Come on. okay. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs>
0: You're going to be blessed. Okay, uh, last Thursday we had TLC men and TLC women, and if you've never been, you need to come because it is such a special, special time of coming together and opening the Word of God, and also we've had a wonderful, wonderful teaching on health and wholeness through the Holy Spirit by Linda Roberts, and uh, of course, you women need to hear this. I'm telling you, we all need to hear it, actually. So there will be no Enoch prayer this coming Thursday because why? Thank you. <laughs> Everybody knows that answer. <laughs> All right. So um, have you got the picture up there yet? Oh, I should have told you to go ahead and put it up. Um, this is, if you can see on the far left, that's Jane Hayek. Barbara Kleiber is at the bottom right. And, of course, they had this ministry in Ukraine where they have rescued children out of sewers out of abuse alcoholism in the home and they brought them there they've socialized them they've academically taught them and they lead them to jesus the best thing they can give them and uh just the other night i think it was tuesday night their pipe broke and they had no heat and it was 22 degrees so um a lot of things you know they we can't run tlc without money let's just be real So your tithes and offerings are wonderful at not only helping keep this ministry going, and we thank God for TLC Kids Care. Thank you, Pastor Tracy. But also we help ministries all around the world. You help ministries all around the world. And the Ark with these children is one of them. Somebody has wonderfully given a matching fund number of 30,000. And they need it desperately. So pre- please pray about giving. And when use an envelope in Market Missions. If, and it's the ark. If you want to give to that ministry. And it will be matched. Whatever you give. So Father God, we thank you that we get to give our p- tithes and our offerings. This is Pastor Louie's and Pastor Tracy's. <laughs> not mine. So we thank you, Lord, that we get to give our tithes and offerings. We thank you for providing for us, taking care of us, loving us. And you, I know, and we know, you love a cheerful giver.
2: Amen.
1: All right, boys, are you ready? We, we need to behave ourselves now.
2: Okay. You ready? Let's are try you ready? to take
1: direction this time, please.
2: Who's giving us the direction? Me. Okay.
1: I'm not that hard to see
2: You ready? I'm ready. You ready Okay, yeah, we're ready Well,
1: here's a story from the good book that we know story about a miracle that happened long pick ago Pick it up, son
3: What? I said, pick it up Okay, okay, okay. We hope, hope that, that you'll take courage innovation innovation and the nation when you meet There's someone watching here in the stormy way they wouldn't bend. They held on
1: to the will of God, so we're told
3: They would not bow. They would
1: not bow the knees to the idols made of gold. They
3: would not burn. They were
1: protected by the fourth man in the fire. They wouldn't bend. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't bow. bow. They, they
3: wouldn't burn. Well, the prophet Daniel tells about three men who walk with God. Said, hey, and my nine, it's and it's so, right. uh,
1: Stop it. Was it not my turn? St- no, it was not your turn.
0: I'm sorry.
1: Stephen, who is it? Stephen,
3: it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, you weren't in Sunday school, no were you? I was. I was late. late.
0: Okay.
1: You were late, but it's not them either. Let's try this one more time.
3: Okay. But but actually,
1: actually no. It could
3: no be actually. any names because anybody could be friends. thrown in that fire.
1: Well, not in the Bible. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fire in the Bible.
3: Okay. Okay.
1: You're saying it's a story from the good book, so let's get it together, boys.
3: <laughs> well, the well, prophet Daniel tells about three men who walk with God. Now the king commanded they be branded, throw the fiery coals that day. But the fire was so hot that they were slain and forced on their way. Wouldn't <laughs> burn
1: held on to the will of god so we're told
3: they would not bow they
1: would not bow their knees to the idols made of gold they would not bend
3: they would not be, the
1: door, bend in the in fire. they
3: wouldn't bend they wouldn't bow they wouldn't mercy so
1: you messed me all
3: up <laughs> now the three were cast in fire the king rose up to witness that awful fate he began to tremble at what he saw and astonished words he spake out, we cast three men bound to the midst of that great fire. I believe I see a fort and unhurt, unbound, walking down there.
1: I see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire the coals, coals they trump. On the form of the first Lord, man that I see is like the, the son, son of God. God. They,
3: they would not bend. They
1: were held on to the will of God, so we're told. They would not bow, they would not bow their knees to the island. They would
3: not burn. They
1: were protected by the fourth man in the fire They
3: wouldn't bend. They wouldn't bow. They wouldn't burn.
1: They would not bow. They held on to the will of God, so they go. They would not bend. They would not bow their knees to the idols made of gold. They would not
3: burn. They were
1: protected by the fourth man in the vine. They wouldn't bend. They wouldn't bow. They wouldn't burn. They wouldn't bend, they wouldn't bow, they wouldn't burn. One more time. They wouldn't bend,
3: they wouldn't
1: bow, they would not burn. Thank you, Louie, for trying to keep up with us.
2: (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is so good to be here. Happy Thanksgiving week to each of you and all of you. Looks like many are traveling, and that's very, very good. Um, Hope everybody has safe travels. And for those that are here, we just uh, wish you a great, great week this Thanksgiving week. Uh, A few, about a month or so ago, maybe two months ago, we did a series on crossing, entering, and possessing the land. And it was a broad-brush study of... Joshua being given the lead, not just by Moses, but really by God, to enter into the promised land. And part of that was crossing, entering, and then possessing the land. And as I mentioned in that series, there's a lot of little tidbits that are in that scripture. And I just want to grab just a couple of small things out of it. And it is the instructions that God gave to Joshua And he gave them to Joshua thousands of years ago as Joshua was fixing to cross into the promised land. And I want you to know that those instructions that he gave to Joshua, they'll work for us today. I mean, the stuff that's in the Bible is not just a historical document about people that lived in the Middle East. It's a story of love, and it's a story of promise, and it's a story of direction for our lives that we can use the same principles that were used then, we can use them now. I'll give you an example. Uh, You study military history if you're a military person, and you see what happened in military history to be able to think about what might happen in a current military situation. You study battles and strategies. You You think about how that works, and you're able to apply historical battles, historical military techniques and tactics and apply them to today we may not have bows and arrows we may have missiles but a lot of the strategy is the same if you look at investing and you can look at what investing has done and you can learn strategies and techniques and tactics to invest and when not to invest and how to invest and apply that to your life today and, and so Joshua got some pretty clear instructions from God, and they're instructions that we can use today. And you don't just have to apply them to your Christian life, but especially you can apply them to your Christian life. They can apply to your life and your marriage, your church, in your community, or wherever you might think. And so Joshua's journey began in Egypt. I want you to know that Joshua was born in Egypt, in Goshen. I I want you to know that Egypt was captivity. So Joshua was born in captivity. He was born a slave. I want you to know that he overcame that. And I want you to know in your life, no matter what you were born into, you don't have to stay there. You can move on. He was born in Goshen, and when he left Egypt, he was 19 years old, just a young man. He witnessed the 10 plagues, the last plague being the plague of the firstborn. He partook of the Passover meal. Joshua went through the Red Sea. Think of the things that he's learned going through that in his life as a young man. He traveled with the Exodus and was an aid to Moses. And for 40 years, he worked with Moses. I'll have you know that 40 is a number of testing or trial in the Bible. I don't know how it might apply to your life or what you might be thinking about as far as 40. It may be 40 days. It may be 40 weeks. It may be 40 years. But God's got us going through things so that we can overcome them. And he was an apprentice, an aide, and he watched very carefully the 40 years he was in the desert. He watched the leadership of Moses. He was an aide. He was an apprentice. It's like the one pulling the wire. When you're brand new and you're an electrical apprentice, you're the one digging the ditch. You're the one on the working end of a shovel while the master electrician is telling you how to do it. You're the one in the attic pulling the wire while the master electrician is hooking it up to the breakers. I want you to know Joshua was an apprentice. It's hard work, but you can learn from those that go before you. You can learn their mistakes. You can learn their weaknesses. You can see their strengths and you can move forward with them. And he grew up on the move. It wasn't like he laid his head in a house every night. He grew up in captivity, traveling in the desert, following the fire at night and the cloud at day. He paid attention. And it was a hard growing up. But he never broke his spirit. And along with everyone else, he had to trust in God. So today you may be going through hell. You may be getting through hell. You may be gotten out of some hell, but God's got instructions for you. They are good for your life today. And you can see right here in Joshua that they worked then and they'll work now. And I want you to know that Joshua, he was right on the edge of his promised land. He was standing looking at the Jordan River, ready to cross into what God had promised Moses and the people of Israel. And here's what God gave him for instructions. Here's Joshua 1, just a couple of verses at a time. After the death of Moses, servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua. Now, the Lord had been speaking to Moses, but Moses died. Uh, And the Lord said to Joshua, I want you to know that the Lord is speaking to each one of us today. He's speaking to us in his spirit He's speaking to us through his word. He's speaking to us through music and through the, the taught word, the preached word. He's speaking to us. And he said to Joshua, Son of Nun, Moses' aid. And here's what he said Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give you to them, the Israelites. I want you to know that he's saying, get ready. Think about all the things we get ready for. This week, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. I've got to go home this afternoon, and Tyler and I have to look at some lists we have because I think it's this afternoon I've got to take the turkey out and the ham out and stick it in the refrigerator because last year, I was about two days late on that, and so if you ever tried to cook a frozen ham and a frozen turkey, I can tell you, it can mess you up. See I learned from last year, and I made a note, and that's what we're going to be doing this afternoon. Think about the things we do for Thanksgiving. How about each year starting in June and ending in November, what do we have here in Florida? It's a six-month period of hurricanes. Think of the preparation that we do for hurricanes. We go out and get as much water as we can get at Publix, and we clear the shelves, especially if there's a storm in the Atlantic that even looks like it's coming. We buy cans and cans of tuna fish. Now, we never eat tuna fish, but I promise you we've got cans of tuna fish in our house. It's ready to go because if the worst thing comes, that's right, get ready, get ready. I've got a jet bowl to boil some dry beans in the water, the gallons of water that I've got on my back porch that I use for the plants in November, the 30th, but I buy them again June 1st of next year. Think of the things you've done to get ready. God is telling us, just like he's telling Joshua, get ready. You see, you can't be sitting back and thinking about, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Remember, the Bible says this. He comes like a thief in the night. And if, if he knew when he was coming, he would be prepared. It's like the, the virgins. There were some ready and there were some not. Are you ready? See, because God's telling us, get ready. Get ready. Think about Christmas. All the stuff that we do to get ready for Christmas. All the things we do to get ready for vacation, I love to have a vacation. I'm hoping I can have a vacation in 2022. I'll take anything in 2021 that I can get. Just a couple of days would be great, huh? But, but you know, the Bible tells us we should be ready in season and out of season. He's telling, get ready. And he's telling him to get ready to cross an obstacle, Do you have any obstacles in your life? I know I do. I know my family's got obstacles in our life. And we want to cross those obstacles, and we continue to cross those obstacles. Either you're going through hell, you're in hell, you're getting out of hell. We're somewhere in there, and I know everybody is. So get ready to cross your obstacles, to enter into your promise. Get ready, he says. And that's not the only advice that God gives Joshua. Just a, a, another couple of verses, Joshua 1, 3 and 4. He says, get ready. And he says, I'll give you every place where you set your foot as I promised. He promised Moses. You see, there's a promise that comes to us through Jesus Christ. There's a promise it comes to us through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There's a promise that comes to us through David and through Moses. There's a promise that comes to us from God, and it's our promise to have. And just as he told Joshua, he'll tell us and is telling us now, I've promised you something. You see, Moses' promise was Joshua's promise. And he said, Just as I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river Euphrates all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West God's got a promise for you he he wants you to get ready because he's got a promise for you and it's your promise you see your promise may not be my promise and my promise may not be your promise our promise collectively with the faith in Jesus Christ is salvation that is all of our promises but that's not the only promise that he's got for us. The Bible says, remember God's promises in your life. It says, for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans for a hope and a future. That's ours. That's us. We got to get ready. We got to remember God's promises in our life. And and now in Joshua, just a couple more verses to think about. Joshua 1, 5 through 6. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And he says this, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. You see, God isn't going to leave us. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. God's promises are true. He wants us to get ready, and he's saying he's not going to leave us. Now, he's fixing to put Joshua into a land. He's got to cross this obstacle. He's going to put him into a land that has enemies in it. People don't like him. You've got to have a thick skin when you're doing what God wants you to do. You've got to have a thick skin in order to enter where God wants you to enter. You may have fear of going into where God wants you to go into. But what does God say to Joshua? He says, be strong and be courageous. I, I want you to get ready because I've got a promise for your life. And when I want you to get ready, I've got a promise for your life. I want you to know I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. I'm going to take you places that you couldn't go on your own. I'm going to be with you always. Now he's, got, uh, he's given us his Holy Spirit for us. Here he's saying, I'm not going to leave you. Do you remember the presence of God? He says that uh, when the uh, people of Israel would go into battle, they would take the Ark of the Covenant, and that was the presence of God, the gold Ark with the cherubim. And in between the cherubim on the mercy seat was the presence of God. You see, that presence of God then was in a physical form in an ark. The physical presence of God was then transmitted to Jesus Christ, who was a physical presence on the earth. And he died and rose again so that we could have the Holy Spirit's presence in our life. It's not an ark. It's not a human. It's a spirit. God is spirit. God is love. And and God's presence won't work for us until we start letting go some of our stuff. I, I know that I'm a control freak at times. I'm a list person. I've got to have things in order. I follow in order. But there's some things in your life that no matter how well you plan, no matter what you do to get where you're going to get, something happens, and something can knock your feet out from under you. And and when that happens, you've got to understand, I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you. And you're thinking, God, where were you here? Well, you were talking too loud. I was trying to get through to you. I was trying to give you direction. You, You had your own plan. Now, when will you follow my plan? The fiery furnace. Taught about it in Bible study. Sang about it for the offertory. I want you to know that there were three men, but no, there was a fourth. It was the Lord. You might think you're alone, you might wonder what happened to God during this period of my life. I've wondered that, but when I look back and when I took stock, I could see that I was the one that was inhibiting God's flow in my life because I wanted to grab it. There's a fourth person in the furnace. You won't burn. You won't bow. I'll never leave you or forsake you. Um, You see where our strength ends? That's where God's begin. When we get to our very end, when we can't go any further, that's where God's power begins to work when we allow it. I will not leave you I had a sick daughter many years ago at Orlando regional Arnold Palmer and it was a devastating time a near-death experience for one of my children and I was knocked off my feet Tracy and I were there together and I had two friends come over. One had to leave after a while. The other one brought me money, and he was like a junkyard dog. He wouldn't leave. He had to sleep on a couch in a waiting room. He wouldn't leave until he got the word from the doctor he didn't leave my side. If man can do that, what can God do? You see, God was talking to Joshua, but he's talking to us. Listen to Psalm 139, verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say surely darkness will hide me and the light became night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for the darkness is of light to you. You created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Are your thoughts God how vast is the sum of them where can I count them that that they would outnumber the grains of sand and when I awake you're still with me be prepared God's got something for you I don't care where you are be prepared remember that his promises are our promises He's not going to go back on his promise. He's not going to go back on his word. He's never, ever going to leave us. And now verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave to you. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. He's saying, keep your eye on me. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. H- have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You see, he wants this law on our lips, and he says to meditate on it. He doesn't want us just to think about it. Oh, I'm going to meditate on this. Here's what meditate means. When you look in the Hebrew, you start digging down into what meditate means. Here's what it means. To moan or to growl, to utter, to muse, to mutter, to meditate. It means to devise like making a plan. means to plot. I'm going to plot this out. It means to speak and to roar. Meditate is not a passive thing. It's an active thing. It also says to utter, to speak, to devise, to muse, to utter. You see, it's not just think about it, but it's act. So he wants you to get the word and put it on your lip. And when you're meditating on it, you say, you'll never leave me or forsake me. God, you're telling me to be prepared. God, I'm going to be prepared. You're telling me to be prepared. You're telling me that the promises that you have for me are my promises. I'm going to meditate on it. I'm meditating on it right now. I'm speaking it out. I'm meditating on it. I'm groaning it. I'm growling it. Those are my promises. Those are your promises. Those are mine. You're not going to leave me. I'm afraid, God. Be courageous. I'm afraid, God. Be courageous. I want to get through it, God. You can get through it. Meditate. It's not just some. Passive, sit back, don't worry about it. Listen to what Deuteronomy 6 says about meditating and what it says about the Word, how it should be. Here is a tip of what we should be thinking about with the Word. Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. It's like a, a stamp. Just like Impress them. It's impress Oh, wow, I'm really impressed. You can do that, Daddy. We should have seen what I could have done 20 years ago. Impress it on them. Let the Word of God impress your children. Let the Word of God and how you respond to God's Word impress your children. Let them say, Wow, I can't believe God did that for you, Daddy. I can't believe God did that for you. I can't believe God opened that door. You were this and that, and it was from God. Impress it on them. It's like a three-point shot. that doesn't hit the rim. Whoosh. Impress it on them. But it's also impress. Put an imprint. Imprint them on your children. Imprint them. You know, the seal, when one king would send a message to another king, it would be a wax seal, and it would be warm, and they would take their signet ring into the clay and wax, and they would imprint it on it. And it was a seal that had the king's impression on it. You see, we have the king's impression on us. It's ours. He's imprinted it, and he says imprint it on your children. It also says talk about them when you sit at home. As you're sitting around, you don't always have to watch the news. You can turn the TV off. When you're in your truck or your car driving around, you don't always have to radio, have to have the radio on. It says talk to them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. I think of the men that were on the road to Emmaus as Jesus was telling them everything about his life. And they came to their senses and realized it. It should be on your hearts. Impress it on your children. Talk to them about it when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. And when you lie down and when you get up, it says tie them, the words, on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on your door frames of your houses and your gates. You see, God wants us to have the Word of God all over us. He wants it impressed on us. Look, get ready. God's got something for you in your life. I don't know what it is, but you know what it is. God's probably been speaking to you. Get ready. Get ready. He's been speaking to me. Get ready. Get ready. Just remember, his promises are true. They are yes and amen. He's not going to leave us. No matter what we do. No matter how bad we kick the can down the road. He's not going to leave us. He wants the word of God in our heart, on our children, in our forehead. He wants it on our hands, on your door frames, out of your mouth. He wants you to meditate on it. These pieces of wisdom that God gave for Joshua are for us. You don't have to look far in our country today to know that God, is. you can feel it. You can just feel it. God's moving. You can see it. You know, there's this separating of the sheep and the goats. You, you can see it. They're weaning. There's a weaning. The wheat and the chaff, it's, it's separating. You can feel it. It's in every newspaper and on TV. It's on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, Facebook, MySpace. Do they have it anymore? Okay. Just wanted to see maybe you can feel the movement in this world. Here's what I want to challenge you with today. I just want to lay it out for you today. Thanksgiving week, Christmas season been a long two years that we've been through all kind of stuff all of us have been through stuff and we're all going through stuff many of us have lost loved ones that were so dear to us and maybe we're saying what does all this mean God I'll tell you what it means God wants you ready for the next move he wants you prepared For what's next in your life? He wants you To move forward Despite the obstacles He wants you to move forward Despite the pain He wants you to move forward Despite the hurt Despite the failure Despite the depression Despite the fear Man, he wants you to move forward Are you ready to move forward with God? Are you ready to move forward with God To be ready And to know that he's not going to leave you To know that he's promised you What is it? I challenge you as you've been through these hard times to think about what God has spoken to you. What has He promised you? No, my child is not going to. No, my job is not going to. No, my finances, my health. No. And I just remind you and I exhort each of you get ready for what God's going to do in your life. It's miraculous. It's miraculous. Let's close in prayer. Dear God, I thank you today for your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, you've made this possible for us. You've given us your son who has deposited his spirit in our lives. Father, may we meditate on your word. May we speak your word. May we be your word. Father, may we hear your voice, and may we always know you will not leave us no matter where we go. And Father, we thank you that for that right now, in Jesus' name. And Lord, as I speak this, Father, as I pray this, Father, as I decree and declare that your promises are true, what I do say is that those who do not know you, whether here or listening at home, now is the time. Maybe God is saying, get ready for salvation. Get ready to give your life to me so that I can help you move forward. I can start giving you direction. You may have traveled 40 years, but the Lord says, I'm ready for you. Are you ready for me? In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's all I can say. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. In every language, just praise the Lord. We praise you, Lord. We give you all the honor and the glory here today. We thank you for this message that is speaking us to a now message. This is now. We need to get ready. We need to remember your promises. We need to believe your word. And we need to believe that you will never leave us or forsake us. And we thank you, Father, that you love us so much that we can depend on, rely on, and lean on your word and your promises.
2: show you my weakness, failures and flaws, Lord, you've seen them all, and you still call me friend.
3: You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into
1: highways.
3: You're the only one who can. You turn graves into gardens. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways.
1: You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can.
0: Thank you, Give God praise. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We love you.